This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. If you're hanging out with us, this is Kelly and Ramia on AMI. We're just kicking off hour two. We have two whole hours every single day that we hang out with you. And sometimes we're as surprised as you are on what we have on the show. Grant Hardy, I think it was a surprise for you that you're going to be sitting down for two hours with me. But it's been a swell time so far. Uh, had lots of tech. <laughs> Lots of tech conversations in the first hour, along with some performance and um, art discussion with Emily Schooley, who we just wrapped up with before the break. Uh, and I thought as we uh, navigate and get, get Annette Dennis, our community reporter, settled in for a conversation, let's talk quickly about this, okay? A company is out with a list of the 200 worst passwords that people use on the internet. Mm. <laughs> Mel Brooks nailed it in 1987 when he wrote the movie Spaceballs. So the combination is one, two, three, four, five. That's the stupidest combination I ever heard in my life. <laughs> Yet 36 years later, one, two, three, four, five, six remains the world's most popular password. And popular, of course, means easy to guess. The passkey company NordPass has scoured the Internet, including the dark web, to compile a list of the 200 worst passwords and found that password is at number seven. <laughs> at 20, user. NordPass says 86% of all hacks use stolen credentials. Jim Ryan, ABC News. I love how they always just add in like a side <laughs> note at the end there. But um, okay, so one, two, three, four, five, six. What's interesting to me is, Grant, the, that some uh, scenarios will only allow four digit pins and then others five digit and others six digit. So this is where I get frustrated because, yes, I am a... Not a repeat password user, just like one thing everywhere, but I have a, you know, few, I won't tell you how many, that I go to. But then when there are restrictions, I was like, oh, crap, now I got to, like, manipulate my password to move, uh, to make this fit into these credentials. Now, you are a, I think, much responsible tech person than I am. Are you good with your password management and uh, security? I'm, I'm pretty decent there are always some accounts to clean up but as one, one technique that i've uh, try and use that's super useful it's called diceware so it sounds really complicated but basically the idea is to choose a few different random words and put them together like dictionary kelly desk hornet you know words that don't mean yeah. anything they're just random words but if you do that your passwords can be surprisingly easy to remember and type in mm. and they're very secure but then you're supposed to remember the sequence of the words as well that's where i'd screw up just come up with a sentence in, in your head <laughs> kind of yeah i know i know it's incredibly uh it's incredibly difficult. And like you said, it's amazing how my beloved randomgamingforum.com that I always bring up mm. can have super secure passwords. But the stuff that's really important, your bank or your phone or whatever, they just have like a little pin. I know. Enter. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then what, you know, I know that this is supposed to be part of the security when you get forced out of a password that you've been using and they say, hey, reset, you gotta. Uh, I understand that to the 
degree that I could understand it, that, hey, yeah, we need to change our yeah. passwords often enough. But then, you know, what most of us are doing is just changing, like, one character in the password, right? Instead of an exclamation, oh. I'll just use the at sign now. I don't think that's helping for security. Yeah, I just can't believe you just gave out one, I didn't two, three, do that. Four, five, six. I better change my <laughs> AMI password now. Exactly. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just exactly. kidding. Uh, shall we move on? Yeah. You want to oh, move on? It sounds like we've got our guest. That is right. We have a community report. Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays to kick off the second hour of the show. We bring in a community reporter. We check in on disability news and just fun things around the country. Uh, and today we're going to London, Ontario, or just that surrounding area of southwestern Ontario with Annette Dennis. Annette, how's it going with you? I'm good. How are you guys? It feels like a very long time. It feels like uh, <laughs> we've not heard about London in a while. So I'm looking forward to what you got lined up for us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, where do you want to start? We have a uh, crafted exhibition for uh, creativity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this uh, the Rapid Exhibition is taking place at the TAP Centre for Creativity, which is located at 203 Dundas Street here in London. And it starts, it runs from November 21st to December 23rd, uh, Tuesdays through Saturday, um, 12 noon until 5 p.m. I, I always, I really dig these because I just feel like they're very universal. We talked about this before, but you always have that, that you know that person on your list that like oh i only like technology this other person oh i only like books you got to give me the perfect book but a, a craft fair i feel like is something where you can kind of like get get something for everyone and it's all has that homemade feel so people are pretty happy with those hey Absolutely, absolutely. And I, I love how it, they call it, it's a crafted exhibition. So in their main um, um, uh, space in, in, the, in the center, they're going to have a wider range of basically handmade creations from local artists, crafters. And, you know, so you can find something, you know, for yourself. <laughs> or you can get nice, mm -hmm. unique gifts, whether it's Christmas, birthdays, or just special occasions. And and some of the things, I think this is their sixth year. They had to kind of go do little different things last year and the year before. But so now they're back, excited to be back in their space. And they can find different things like um, handmade wooden toys, pottery, jewelry, fabric art, uh, paintings, glass art, um, and just very unique wares from from local artists and uh kind of it's like a really fun unique one-of-a-kind sort of um opportunity to get some really fun gifts i would love just hearing about the process that people i mean i am useless with arts and crafts and <laughs> everything ends up being a um what do you call that when there's no specific thing that you're making like abstract everything is abstract because mm. i can't <laughs> i can't do anything but it's like it's, yeah it's like when those adults used to say like oh it, it's it's beautiful what what <laughs> what, what is, is this <laughs> what do you want it to be it's all interpretation <laughs> that's the story of my life yeah, <laughs> yeah. but you know the process behind um making glassware particularly or uh just things that people do in the kinds of not just concentration but um you know how well they do it would be so nice to learn about 
when you have conversations. Oh, absolutely. And they're going to have an open reception um, on the Friday, uh, this coming Friday from 5 until 8 p.m. And uh, like the display is set up during the week that they will have the, the artists there. So if people want to come in and actually chat with the people behind the products and, yeah. the, and the craft oh. stuff, they'll be there. Um, and folks can uh, check out the website tapcreativity.org if they want to get more details about uh, the, the art project or, or other things they have. They have lots of opportunities for, for up-and-coming artists to showcase, and, and, and it's a really wonderful place, space to, mm-hmm. to connect with other community. Oh, that's really kind of sweet. That's a mm-hmm. sign that the holidays are, are finally near. Yeah. Speaking of holidays, do we want to talk about there are two holiday shows coming up at the Grand Theater? Uh, do we want to talk a little bit about those? Yeah, yeah. So these are both taking place at the Grand, and that's at 471 Richmond Street here in London. First off is Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and this runs from November 21st to the 24th. So it's their, their Christmas show, and that's at the main stage. Tickets range from 42 to $98. And I think most people are familiar with, with either the book or the films, um, but basically this is Willy Wonka, the world-famous candy maker is opening his the gates to his mysterious chocolate factory but only to a lucky few and among them is young charlie bucket who joins four other golden ticket winners to embark upon an adventure through um wonka's wild and wondrous world and so this is a musical and they will be um featuring um songs from the beloved original film as well as um um, a score from songwriters from Hairspray. So it sounds like a really fun one. I, I've never heard of the musical version. So it looks like a, for young and old alike, that's what I love, these old classics. It, it's a, a nice family uh, sort of opportunity to celebrate and get together. Mm. Mm-hmm. So live music, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. And they do give us, and I love this, these kind of accessibility notes um, around theater shows, most often now than not. Uh, where they tell you, you know, what the environment's going to be like, the lighting, the the sound levels, yes. right? Yeah, yeah. So they do do a warning and advisory. Um, it fe- the, the production will feature atmospheric haze, moving pro- projections, flash. And with that said, they are having a relaxed performance where everything will be toned down. Um, and that is taking place on Sunday, December 10th in the afternoon. So if folks want to go to a little bit more low-key performance, there is one scheduled um, to take advantage of. Annette, have you been to a musical lately or remember the last musical you've been to? Are you a fan? I, you, you know, I have been, I have been to musicals. I, it's not my cup of tea, but I have enjoyed several. I know I've been to some um, at the, uh, in, uh, at the Brand Bend. I did go to one with my, my mom and I were in Toronto years ago and I can't remember. We saw one at, uh, oh, amazing musical mm. and uh, I can't remember what it was called though. It was a rock one, but it was really, we both really enjoyed it. Okay. The live music is usually what actually I love about it, even if I'm not necessarily a musical fan. Well, I don't like watching musicals on TV, but the live music aspect of it is just so, uh, it embraces you, right? How about you, Grant? The energy, yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah, surprisingly, I'm not actually a huge fan of musicals either, which is kind of interesting. Although sometimes if, if they're really good, I 
will I will get into them, but I went to one where it was literally like the entire thing was singing. There was no talking at all. Uh, and I was like, like Les Mis? Was a, it was Les Mis. Yeah. I don't know if I should drop the name, but and that was a bit much for me. The no talking, yeah. but it's a cool entertainment style though, for sure. Not just no talking, but hours of it. Hours. Mm. Anyways, we did not. It's nice to have a nice blend of both. Yeah. Both, uh, mm-hmm. both dialogue or music's peppered throughout yeah yeah because or else it just gives you opera vibes right okay annette one more thing speaking of music uh there's a chamber choir christmas concert you want to shout out yeah okay so this is taking place um yeah it's called so welcome yule and this is the king's university college chamber choir it's their christmas concert it's saturday december 2nd from 3 to 5 p.m., doors open at 2. And this is taking place at the chapel at Windermere on the Mount, which is 1486 Richmond Street here in London. Um, so with Welcome Yule, the King's University College Chamber Choir, that's a mouthful, will present uh, a musical feast of festive and reflective songs of the Christmas season. They are uh, featuring Benjamin Britten's mystical masterpiece called A Ceremony of Carols. And it is going to have um, a special guest artist, uh, harpist Kathleen uh, Gagan, I think is how you say it. I said that wrong. Um, and admission is um, by a free will donation, and the proceeds will be going to uh, the Health and Homeless Movement for Change. Um, and they, the, the choir, they um, were established in 2010, and they've won um, a local, it's called the Forest City London Music Awards for Best Choral Group Classical, and they've won it three times over the years. So it sounds like a really uh, a, a wonderful experience if that's kind of uh, something you're interested in. And folks, if they can reserve tickets uh, online, and they can just go to ticketsource.us, and then you just search in the uh, Welcome Yule, or you can alternatively, um, folks can call 519-518-0250, and then just indicate in the voice messages your name, how many seats you want, and your email address, and they will get Cool. We'll support the young people and the uh, young choirs as well, because we know these programs, uh, they live for the community's support, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Annette, I lied. You have one more thing you want to shout out. This is uh, Downtown for the Holidays. Yeah, so this is just kind of, um, they're just promoting all the fun, free activities are happening for the rest of November into December. Um, Basically, lots of free things for families, kids of all ages. Um, The traditional, the the tried and true, the lighting of the lights in Victoria Park happening this Friday. The Holly Jolly Holiday Market at the market, which is an outdoor market where they have tons of fun things to do. And then New Year's Eve in the park. They also have... um, uh, other things, um, they're going to have, there's a carousel that's going to be set just outside of Budweiser Gardens. Um, and also there's going to be horse-drawn carriages. So folks can basically, and there's lots of other things like where you can see the lights, observe the lights from City Hall. And it's all, um, if folks want to find out more, they can just um, go to the website, which is downtownfortheholidays.ca or just search on Instagram, Facebook, and you can find out all the details about fun activities um, you know, they have a, for instance, there's a, a little alley by a, a restaurant called Spaghetti Eddie's downtown and they have it decorated with lights and everything. So people can go and do like, you know, fun uh, photos with their friends or family. So lot, lots of fun things mm. to, to keep you occupied. And lots of fun things you bring to these community reports. Annette, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. 
Nice talking to you guys. Take it easy. You too. Annette Dennis is our community reporter in southwestern Ontario. She um, joins us from London, Ontario as well, and we'll be back next month. We got a double dose of these today. Mathieu Rochette, who uh, didn't get to join us last time earlier this month, is going to join us after the break. Tell us about some audio-described performances going on in Montreal. We'll be right back. It's Kelly and Ramia. Don't go away. There's more great conversation with Kelly and Ramya right around the corner. Hi, I'm Stephen Scott. Join me every day for Double Tap. It's a show where we occasionally talk about technology for blind and partially sighted people. You'll find us wherever you get your podcasts.